Welcome to the Nesting College Hockey Podcast. I'm Patrick McAvoy. I'm here with Jenna Ciccatelli. Jenna, how are you today? Hanging in there, recovering from a great night of hockey that we had last night at Matthews Arena. You and I were there for the women's Beanpot semifinals, and what a night it was to welcome back the Beanpot tournament after two years away. You're not wrong there. Here's the thing. And I, I was talking to one of my friends about this today as I was talking about the Beanpot because I was obviously bragging about going to the game. That's just hockey. That was great hockey last night. Two games. Two games, and the results were kind of crazy. All around good hockey, though. I mean, the score from the first game, which we're about to get into, might not have reflected it. But the games are pretty close pretty much the whole time. Very interesting hockey, you know. All around good night. Good showing in the return. Yeah, absolutely. And like you just mentioned about that Harvard-BU game, Harvard's headed to the Women's Beanpot Championship game next week. They knocked off BU. It was 4-1. to one, But looking at that scoreline, that's pretty deceiving about how that game went. Harvard came in ranked number six. BU's having a pretty average season, uh, to put that lightly. But the end of the, through that entire game, they were kind of neck and neck. Harvard came out firing in the first period, but they couldn't get anything past the BU goalie, Kate Stewart, who was the star of the show. Um, and then in the second period, BU just came out and they were, the two sides came out even after that second period. They both had 11 shots on net in the second period. And then going into that final period, you and I were talking about it when we were sitting there, it was anyone's game. You really had no idea who is going to come out on top, which honestly, frankly, is not what you would have expected when we sat down for that game between the number six team in the country and then BU as well. So that was just all around a great game. Uh, Harvard finished up in the end there with Harvard winger and Bloomer scoring twice. Um, she scored the game winning goal early in that third period. And then she piled on another one, got a little insurance, and then they ended up winning four to one. So just a great, great game. The first win for Harvard against Boston University since 2016. They were 0-4 and 1 in five games against each other since then. So that was obviously, you would think it was a big deal, but Harvard coach Katie Stone, she wasn't really interested in their history between the two sides. She was just more into the fact that this team was going to the Beanpot Championship. And I think that just goes to show you what the Beanpot's all about right there. It was nuts. And, you know, the game itself was crazy. And the first couple periods, as you mentioned, we spoke about this at length last night, that we were kind of surprised through the first two periods of how close it was. And then Harvard just kind of turned it up a notch in that final period. And that kind of goes to show the, um, the top line, the top line of Harvard. And Harvard's coach kind of spoke about that line last night after the game that they kind of they broke them up for a little bit right before Christmas. And then they were kind of on her case and was and asked to be put back on that first line together. And they've been on a roll lately. And obviously now they're up to number six in the country that could rise come the next poll when it comes out on, I believe, Tuesday or Monday. I can't remember either or Monday or Tuesday. Whenever the next national poll comes out, there's a strong chance that they will be higher than six. You know what I mean? Like one thing I was kind of want to ask you, I'll ask you about both of these games. So you have been, you've covered the Beanpot multiple times before. You've been there, you've seen all the action. How was that game? Like, how did you feel being back there? Obviously with last season's being canceled and how did it kind of shape up? Like, how was it for you being back? 
it's so special and it sounds so cheesy, right? Like, okay, it's just college hockey and games that matter too, especially since three of these teams play together in Hockey East. And then you have Harvard, which obviously in the women's side and the men's side for that matter, just, you know, great teams, you know, when you're going to the Beanpot, you're going to get some great hockey. I mean, I'm a little bit biased when it comes to the Beanpot. I went to Northeastern, so the Northeastern men's side is on a three-game winning streak, So, or in the Beanpot at least. So, you know, deep down, that's kind of how I feel about the Beanpot. I have some pretty good history there. But I think last night summed it up perfectly, you know, the way that we felt being back there, the way that the games were played, just the intensity that you could really see was out there on the ice. And then hearing from the coaches and players after, Everyone was just so glad to be back in the bean pot. It didn't matter if they had won, if they had lost. Everyone was talking about just how special the tournament was. And I think I keep going back to Harvard head coach Katie Stone, what she said when we had asked her about, you know, their history against BU. She just did not care. And granted, part of that is because they're different players on both teams now. Kind of that history is exactly what it is. It's history, it's in the past. But she was more focused on the bean pot itself. And you got the same kind of response from the Boston College women's coach as well. Um, just, you know, all in on how great this tournament is, how much it means not only to these four schools, but what it means for women's hockey as a whole. And it's just so special. It was so great to be back. It was good to be back. It was fun to be there. It was a great environment. The Matthews Arena was rocking last night. It really was. And there were so many students in the doghouse. I mean, like I said, I went to Northeastern. I've been to my fair share of hockey games as a fan, covering them for, you know, whatever publication it may be. I don't know that I've ever seen the doghouse, the student section there, that full, especially for a women's game. But, you know, even rivaling the men's games as well, that was really awesome to see. And part of that is because the Northeastern women's hockey team came into this week ranked third. Uh, they've been ranked third earlier this season. They were ranked as high as number one in the country last week. So it's hard to stay away when you have that kind of success right there in your backyard. But that seeing the student section that full last night, especially for the Northeastern game, that was really special. And I think it just goes to show you what the bean pot means, even to people who may not follow college hockey regularly. Absolutely. I agree with everything you said. And here's the other thing. What you just said was 100% correct. And another thing that's special is how great of a segue you just began because uh, Harvard and BU wasn't just, wasn't the only game of the night. We also had Northeastern, the Huskies take on Boston College. And I don't know about you, Jenna, but for me, this was kind of, and probably many people was the craziest game of the day. Harvard and BU was a great hockey game. The Northeastern BC game was also a great hockey game and also Boston College pulled an upset. Um, Northeastern, as Jenna just mentioned, entered the game as the number three seed in the nation. And two weeks ago, they were ranked number one. And BC, who was unranked, was able to kind of, they were able to pull out a win in advance to the uh, BPOP final. And that all, and that kind of stemmed from a great performance in net from Boston College goalie, Abigail Levy. She had 49 saves on 50 shots and BC got the win, but it wasn't, it wasn't a cakewalk. Northeastern had 24 shots in the first period and Levy was just a brick wall in that. She was unbelievable. And then it didn't, it didn't hurt that junior defender, Alexi Gway put them on, uh, put them on the board early in the first period. 
And then that one nothing score held all the way till midway through the third period. And then things got a little crazy from there. 1-0, about 11 minutes left in the game. Northeastern was just pressing, pressing as they were all night. And they were able to even the score. But uh, Lexi Gway struck again on a power play to make it a 2-1 game. And then empty netter, freshman Abby Newhook, scored her 13th goal of the season to end the game 3-1, to BC moving on. It was insane. There was a lot of electricity in the air. The Northeastern crowd was absolutely electric. And even in the loss, they were absolutely electric yesterday. Um, Northeastern, they lost, but they still are 21-4-1 on the season. So they're not going to win the bean pot this year, which obviously for them is not what they'd want. But later on in the season, they're still sitting atop the Hockey East standings. They still have a fighting chance at the national title later on. And that's what kind of Northeastern head coach Dave Flick kind of uh, – that's what he was kind of speaking about after the game was rather than looking at the loss, he was more so looking ahead of the bean pot. And he talked about the bean pot in the sense where it could take a team and help you revitalize your season. If you come in, you win, and it instills confidence – or if you come in and you lose, it could light a fire under your team. And that's kind of what he was hoping. That's what his biggest takeaway was. But the Huskies, even with a two-game losing streak, which, I mean, they've only lost four in the season, so that's pretty nuts in itself. But it's not like they're really struggling too bad. They've had 80 shots on net over the last two goal, two games, but they've only been able to score two goals. So they're doing something right, and those shots eventually will fall. But Boston College was just able to get the best of them yesterday mainly thanks to Levy, and it was just, it was pretty crazy. Uh, Jenna, what did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty surprised, I guess, not only by, I can't say I was surprised by the final result because of what we saw from Abigail Levy, but those 49 saves were just insane, and even more so than the number, she had some shots that from where you and I were sitting, they looked like they were surefire goals. Um, oh, yeah. So her performance was just spectacular. By the end of that game, I can't say I was surprised about the result, but going into it, I really thought Northeastern would kind of have that game in hand. But coming into the bean pot, like you mentioned, they were fresh off a loss to Vermont, which that was just a close game, tight game. They ended up losing two to one at Matthews Arena last weekend. But even before that, they played Boston University. Again, women's side just having an average season and they Northeastern ended up winning that game six to three, but the early periods of that game were a little bit dicey as far as Northeastern was concerned. They were trailing by multiple goals at one point. Um, so just the way that they've been playing, you would think that the bean pot would kind of, you know, this is something that they would want. But like you mentioned, I think that head coach Dave Flint had a really great point when he said that, you know, Yes, they fell short of this bean pot goal of theirs, but I think this team really is destined for bigger things. You have Erin Frankel between the pipes. I mean, she's been the top of women's college hockey since she really arrived at Northeastern, and she's incredible. Um, Northeastern, I think it's important to note, is also missing Alina Mueller um, up on their top line because she's busy being a three-time Olympian for the Swiss national team. Obviously, she's one of their – yeah – one of their most productive players. So I think you have to take all those sorts of things into account. And, you know, obviously every, each of these four teams wants to win a bean pot title, but like Dave Flint said, this team kind of 
may have bigger things on the line. Uh, I'm a little bit upset we're not going to see a Northeastern Harvard beanpot final. That would just be electric, but that's another one of those things that, you know, down the line, we very well might end up getting. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on once the beanpot season wraps up. Absolutely. And then kind of the last thing to touch on in this game, obviously it was a big win for BC. Shouts out to them. They're moving on to the uh, beanpot final. They're going to take on Harvard. But also it was head coach Katie Crowley's 350th career win. Jenna, you asked her about that. Uh, what do you think about that milestone? And what did you take away from her response to it? I mean, Katie Crowley is just such an icon, not even just at Boston College, but women's college hockey as a whole. You're talking about a multi-time Olympian, a multiple-time Olympic medal winner. And the best part about her response when I asked her what that milestone meant to her was she didn't really talk about her or her career or what she had gone through. For her, it was all about the players and all about the experiences that she was able to give players when they came up through the Boston College program. So I think that just says volumes, not even just about Katie Crowley, not even just about Boston College, but, you know, college hockey as a whole, Beanpot as a whole. It's just bigger than hockey sometimes. And that was really special. That was my takeaway from listening to Coach Crowley after that. Absolutely. It was a sweet interview. She's we were talking about it yesterday. She's pretty awesome. She's a pretty awesome person. Everything that she's been able, like she has accomplished in her career, it was really nice to even be in the same room as her yesterday. Um, she's pretty awesome. But to go off kind of what you just mentioned as well, you said you're sad that you're not able to see a Northeastern versus Harvard Beanpot. Obviously, that's on the women's side, but there's always the men's side. We have the men's uh, Beanpot beginning Monday. We do, um, and. I think what we were just sort of talking about how Northeastern with the Northeastern women were missing Alina Mueller because she's over at the Olympics. That's actually an even more common theme, what you're going to see when the men's beanpot kicks off Monday with the NHL pulling players back from participating in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. We're actually seeing a ton of NCAA participation and being in the hockey East, um, one of the top conferences in college hockey, there's and then Harvard over in the ECAC as well. We're definitely going to see that have an impact. Um, there's players from Boston University, Boston College, Harvard, Northeastern, all over in Beijing. So kind of a lot to monitor on going into next week, but I think you'll definitely see that impact the bean pots. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We're obviously not going to see those players, but you and I, we're going to be at all the Beanpot games. We're going to be at the women's final next Tuesday. We're going to be at the men's semifinal on Monday and then the men's final the following Monday. But it's all going to kick off from the garden with BU taking on Harvard. And I think that one's going to be a pretty crazy one. Yeah, definitely. I think, again, just like the women's Beanpot games, I'm not really sure, truthfully, who's going to come out on top of this one. You have Boston University at this point. They're ranked 19th in the country. They still have some games to get to before they kick off the Beanpot on Monday. Harvard is not ranked in the top 20 poll, but they are receiving votes. So you have both of these teams kind of teetering on the edge there. BU is 13, 10, and 3 at this point. Harvard is 11, 7, and 2. And both of these teams obviously have pretty significant history in the Beanpot tournament. So I think this is going to be a pretty special game for both sides and it's anyone's games, anyone's game. BU has been in the Beanpot final four of the last five years, but they actually haven't won in a while. And the Beanpot trophy's kind of gone around 
the four participating teams mm -hmm. over the last few years. Um, BU's last championship was back in 2015. They beat Northeastern in overtime, but they do have 30 championships as a program. So pretty illustrious history to kind of keep up there, but it'll be something to keep an eye on because they'll be without their goalie, Drew Camesso. He's headed over to the Olympics. He was actually just named today Hockey East Goalie of the Month for January. And okay. that's his second month in a row. He also earned that honor in December. Um, before he headed over to Beijing, he had a 2.48 goals against average, a, a 0.915 save percentage. So that's definitely something to monitor. BU definitely has the support up front. They have Wilmer Skoog with 19 points on the season, Dominic Fensore with 19 points on the season, Robert Mastro Simone with he has 18 points. So they're definitely going to be able to get the production up front that they're going to need to win a game. But it's we're going to have to keep an eye on what's going to happen between the pipes there with Camiso headed over to Beijing. I'm a little nervous about it, but here, in my, in my not so expert opinion, I, BU, I understand they're only 13, 10 and three this year, but I think they're due. I kind of, I kind of think they're going to pull this one out. Yeah. Well, they're certainly coming into the game on a high note, depending mm -hmm. on what happens later this week, but they have won seven of their last eight games. They beat number 17 Providence just over the weekend. So they're definitely finding their stride and that comes even as they're going to miss their goaltender in the Olympics. So you definitely can't count them out. Um, Harvard, while BU is just going to be missing their goaltender, Harvard has a little bit more on the line with the Olympics. They have two of their three players on their top line. That's Sean Farrell and Nick Abruzizi. They're going over to Beijing as well. Both of those guys are on Team USA. So that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. Abruzizi has 21 points this season, five goals, 16 assists. So it seems like Harvard might be okay there. They've got players who can put the puck on net, but he was such a big part of their playmaking that they're going to be looking for somebody to step up there. He led the country in points per game a little bit earlier last mm -hmm. month. Um, Sean Farrell had eight goals, 11 assists. So again, just guys right there who you're looking at to kind of lead the offense, get the pucks in there and set up those goals. So it'll be interesting to see how they can kind of make up for that, but they definitely do have support behind them. You have Alexis Laferriere with 20 points on the season and Henry Thrun has 18. So I think they can definitely get it done. It's all just going to come down, I think, to who scores that first goal. I think it's going to be a close one here. I like where your head's at. I hope it's a close one, at least for our purposes. It'll help us write. It'll help us talk about it. Uh, for all the dedicated listeners of the College Hockey Podcast, my velvety voice may be reminiscent to about a couple of years ago when I used to be on this podcast. And for the dedicated listeners who've been around, they know that I used to be really big Harvard guy. I was really high on them. I was really high on them a couple of seasons ago. And with former co-host Dakota Randall, we used to always talk about it. And but I'm I'm switching my tune. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put my not money where my mouth is because this is obviously amateur athletics and there's no uh, no betting. But what I'm gonna say is I'm gonna say Boston University four to two at TD Garden, advancing on to the finals. What do you think, Jenna? I. I don't know. I think it's going to be Harvard. I got to go opposite as you. I think All it's right. going to be Harvard. I think it's going to be a closer game. I think it's going to be 2-1 Harvard. And I'm not sure who they're going to face. But Pat, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on between BC and Northeastern in that second semifinal game? 
Look at that. That's another that's another great uh another transition. Here's the thing. We got Boston College versus Northeastern. Boston College is 10, 12, and 4 in the season. So of the four teams entering the bean pot, they have struggled a little bit this season. And more so recently, uh, they actually haven't won a game since December 31st. Obviously, this podcast is coming out today, so it doesn't include this weekend's upcoming matchups. So if they have, if they win before the bean pot, don't be upset with us. But they are 0-7-1, and the one tie was against Providence since December 31st. So 2022 has not been kind. Northeastern is 16-8-1 this season. They're ranked number 16 in the country. I think that's the highest. Of, that's the highest of the four right now. I believe that's the highest. Yeah, that's the highest of the four teams right now. But they have lost three in a row. They had, but I mean, they had a tough matchup. They had a home and home matchup with UMass Amherst and lost both, and then lost to UMass Lowell. UMass currently is the number ten team in the country, and UMass Lowell is number fourteen. UMass Lowell was as high as number ten a couple of weeks ago before they got swept by my alma mater. Merrimack College. Um, so both teams pretty good. So Northeastern, even in losses, they are facing a couple good opponents. But before the most recent losing streak, they were 7-1 in their last eight, including a six-game win streak. So, I mean, those losses aren't really too concerning to me. Northeastern also, here's what they have that none of the other teams have. They have won three straight bean pots, 2018, 19, 20. They're the eighth it's the eighth time the team has won at least three in a row, and it's the first time in Northeastern's history, and the record is six by BU. Jenna, here's the thing. You went to Northeastern. You were there for part, some of the, you were there for some of this dominance. I believe actually all three of those years. I was there um, for all three of those. So now that you are not a student at uh, Northeastern, are they going to lose now? Like, are you the good luck charm? And now that you're not a student, this is going to be the year? <laughs> That's what I've been saying. I hope that I'm wrong, but I do think something to keep an eye on apart from myself not being affiliated with them as a student. At least I will still be there because we'll be at all the Beanpot games, but apart from what I bring to the Northeastern men's hockey team mm -hmm. in the Beanpot, I think we also have to talk about what their goaltender, Devin Levi, also brings to the Northeastern men's hockey team in the Beanpot he won't be there. He'll be over in Beijing as well. He's competing for Team Canada, and that's just a huge loss. I mean, he's tied for first in NCAA play. He has a 0.948 save percentage. He's first in shutouts. He has nine shutouts, fourth in goals against with a 1.55 goals against average. I mean, that's a huge loss for Northeastern heading into mean pot play for sure, and all the opposing teams are going to know it. Absolutely. And as you just mentioned, he's obviously first with nine shutouts. He also already has set the Northeastern record. The Northeastern record was six, and he already has set, he already broke that record this year, and there's still time to go. Uh, Boston College also are sending a couple of players over to the Olympics, including their captain, Mark McLaughlin, who is from Borka, Massachusetts, which is also the same town where I'm from. So, shouts out to Mark McLaughlin. He might not hear this. He might. I mean, he's on the way to Beijing, so maybe he's passing. He needs something to listen to on the plane. Yeah, he's got to get his college hockey fix. Uh, and then they're also losing defenseman Drew Hellison. He's also obviously going to the uh, not the bean pot. He's going to Beijing. McLaughlin has 14 goals in 19 games, already a career high. He's fifth in the nation in goals per game, so that's a lot of production you're losing up front. Hellison is fourth in the Hockey East, 
fourth among Hockey East defensemen with 14 points in 18 games. He was a second-team All-American last season. It almost sounds like uh, Team USA decided they really wanted to take each team's best player, took a couple from BC, and now they don't have the guys for the Beanpot. Yeah, I think as big of a loss as Devin Levi is going to be in this Beanpot for Northeastern, I think Boston College lost two very important players, Mm -hmm. both up front and on the blue line. So I think that's definitely going to play a role in which of these two teams makes it to the Beanpot Championship. My pick, I think Northeastern still will be able to beat BC, even without Devin Levi between the pipes. But I think that BC definitely is going to get some pucks on net in this matchup. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be easy, but I think that Northeastern's going to have the opportunity to go for four, and they are going to beat Boston College in that in this semifinal game, four to two. Four to two, I like it. Here's the thing, I'm looking for some. I'm looking for some chaos. I'm thinking BC. They're obviously the underdog. They. I want to stress, they're obviously the underdog in this matchup, 100%. Fact of the matter is, so is the BC women's. Maybe they take a little motivation from the squad. They come in. I think they're going to squeak out a victory over Northeastern, and we're going to have a BCBU beanpot final for all the marbles. I like it. Like it very much. And we'll be there, whatever it is. We will be there at TD Garden watching it all go down. We'll have tons of content on Nesson.com. And we will be back here on the Nesson College Hockey Podcast next week after the Women's Championship, the Men's Semifinals. And then we'll be back on here again after the Men's Championship. So whatever happens, we will be back. Absolutely. With that being said, if you listen to this podcast all the way to the end, which you should be because this has been some really good stuff, we th- we, we, we put ourselves out there. We put our predictions out there. If we're right, don't be afraid to find us on social media and shout us out for knowing a lot of stuff. If we get it wrong, don't be afraid to also come at us on social media and for in a more negative way because we were wrong. But all in all, we will be there the rest of the way. We're going to provide you with these podcasts. We have a lot of content coming straight to Nesson.com. So don't be afraid to check there, but we'll be back. But so Jenna, do you have any last thoughts before we sign off? I'm just really excited to keep it going. We had a great introduction to all the bean pot stuff last night. We had a great time over at Historic Matthews Arena. I'm ready to keep it going. Let's go off here.